Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, CEO of Gold Mountain Mining. We're a new producer here in South Central British Columbia, looking to expand the Elk Gold project from 19,000 ounces a year up to a 65,000 ounce a year producer. Kevin, good to see you again, buddy. Um, you're a gold producer. I feel that sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's a big moment. It's a big moment. So, like, congratulations on that. But um, like, I, and we'll get into that. I want to start share price, right? So we we spoke. You've come off a fair bit from when we spoke, and in the sort of you know mid one nineties um, back in November. Been a tough market for precious metal companies, or or is there something else that is going on that we need to be aware of? Yeah, we. I mean, we had a share leak that came out in December. Obviously, December is a tough. Uh, time in the market. So seeing all those shares come out, as you said, it's not been the strongest market for precious metal miners. Uh, so that com- those two combined together. Uh, what we are seeing though is a really big turnover in shareholders. We're starting to see some institutions come in uh, and really, you know, create a base here. And uh, we're really excited as uh, we start to mop up some of those legacy weekends and, uh, and start to drive forward as a new producer. Okay, so natural course of business, you say. Uh, Franklin Templin, one of those. Uh, Templin, uh, one of those. That's uh, not bad on the register. Um, what's the relationship with them? Yeah, they uh, are very interested in the story. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be introduced to them uh, in around November. Uh, we let them know that there were going to be some shares that were likely coming available. Uh, and they've come into the market and really supported us. Uh, they build a position of around 5 or 6%. Uh, and it appears they continue to be accumulating in the market. So we're thrilled to have them on board. Obviously, it's a major name and uh, a pretty big stamp of approval from an institution like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, rotating the register, like you need to you need to do it. What's the kind of reg- the institutional retail split at the moment? Yeah, I'd say probably like seven to ten percent is institutional, and the balance is uh, retail. So it's it's kind of time for us to get that institutional book built and uh, and start bringing them into the cap table and more and more of those conversations are starting to happen now that we've proven out that we can uh, get this mine into production. Now that you're a producer, um, great stuff. Look, but the the here's here's the kind of I guess the the potential bottleneck here is the fact that you're going to be producing nineteen thousand ounces a year for the first three years. It, it's it's. Like it's it's better it's better than nothing, but it's not it's not a big number. It's not a growing number. It's kind of flatline number. Just remind people why you're doing it, delivering at that level, and why that's okay. Yeah, so I mean that was always part of our business plan, and there has been some critique on it. Obviously, nineteen thousand ounces a year isn't getting a lot of people excited, but what it does do is it gets us into cash flow and allows us to expand to that larger sixty-five thousand ounce a year production profile that we have slated for year four in a non-dilutive fashion. And that was always really important to us is try to build this business in as non-dilutive fashion as possible. There's not many companies that are in production with less than 100 million shares. We're around 85 fully diluted right now. Uh, so, you know, it's a unique opportunity, but, you know, we we ramp into an environmental assessment which is really the only holdup to get to that larger production profile. But you cannot get around the three to five year timeline of an environmental assessment here in BC. So we elected to stay under 75,000 tons of ore being removed from the property. Uh, That gets us into roughly 19,000 ounces a year production profile. And then we can use that cash flow to scale up into year four of our mine plant. Right. Okay. So there's a kind of workaround, um, I I, I guess. 
the money that came in for this first payment, it's about 550,000 Canadian, right? So it, it, it's not a whole bunch. Is that a, is that a, going to be a regular monthly amount or is that just the kind of the, the ramp up? Yeah, I mean, this was really a pilot month. It's our first month of delivering ore to New Gold. We needed to flush out some logistical things on both sides. We also really wanted to make sure that our sampling process, which is responsible for determining the grade of the ore we're delivering, was all dialed in. So we used a lower grade stockpile. We kind of wanted to take a walk before you run approach. Uh, what we did do is finish February extremely strong with a bin of 15 gram material. Uh, and we carried that momentum into March. So for March, we're forecasting around $3 million in sales. And at this point, we're feeling really confident that that's an achievable number. Right. Okay. So we should use the $3 million per month for the rest of this year. There's not going to ramp up to that. We cannot improve. It, I would expect somewhere in the neighborhood of three to three and a half million dollars a month. Um, and then we're obviously looking for opportunities to ramp up. One unique thing that we have is we received our permit on October 29th. We didn't begin shipping ore until February. So there is an opportunity to exhaust that 75,000 tons in a shorter time period, which would condense the revenue. And then we'll get a fresh 75,000 tons on October 29th of this year uh, so that we can continue driving through our last uh, fiscal quarter. Okay. So, right. This is interesting. Actually, we get, we, we're getting into the, the numbers. So let's say it's, it's an annualized run rate of about 36 million, right? You, which is, which is great because it'll pay for a big chunk of the expiration. And, that, and that's, I guess, the size of the price is in the expiration going forward. If you're, if you want to ramp up once the you know, environmentals are, are in place, but, what it says is that you're, you're, you're wiping your nose and, and no more. There's no kind of margin there unless the, what the grades improve or you're at the upper end of, of, of your estimates. Is, is, I'm sorry, am I reading that right? Uh, well, no, we're, we're definitely anticipating to get the revenues up to around 40, 45 million a year. Uh, that 36 million run rate you're talking about, that includes a lot of exploration as obviously scalability is a really important part of our story. We're still looking to create a multi-million ounce producer. That's the goal of management. Uh, we think it's there based on the drills continuing to hit. Um, but it's going to be one of these things where if we're doing it out of cash flow that, you know, we're going to be grinding it out and it will be adding more ounces than we're removing from the mine plan. And it's all about scaling this thing up and showing people that we're not just depleting a resource now that we're, you know, still growing a resource while we're sort of finding our feet as far as, uh, getting into production and, and preparing for that ramp up in year four. Right. I guess the question I'm trying to answer is, is this something which is now going to be non-dilutory as far as um, shareholders are concerned? Is there any reason for you to come back into the market over the next three years if you are producing enough cash flow for your expiration program and your GNA and whatever other, whatever other plans that, that you have? Or, or am I mistaken? Yeah, I mean, we have a $50 million base shelf prospectus. We had to do an AIF when we uplisted to the TSX. Uh, we thought it was good business to have that in our back pocket. We realized that if we want to create a larger gold producer here, uh, we'll probably have to start looking at other assets. That's something that's already in the works. We're vetting different opportunities that we can take this sort of operations focused management team into and continue to show scalability in the company. So we want to develop the elk in as non-dilutive fashion as possible. That's something that I continue to communicate. Obviously, you know, mining's a tough business and I'm not 
I'm not going to say never will we raise money again uh, on the Elk, but uh, our goal is to try to self-fund as best we can here at the Elk. In saying that, there are other opportunities that are coming up. There are people who are approaching us to raise money, uh, and we're vetting different opportunities as far as mergers and acquisitions, new financings to, you know, as we discussed earlier, bring more institutions into the cap table. Um, But we're being very fluid at the moment, and really execution is the focus of management right now on making sure the elk is producing uh, the grades that the mine plan suggests. Right. So, so if you don't mind just laying it out real, real simple terms for me, then, um, we know you're in production and which is great. And you will, for the next three years, produce at the rate you've stated and, and for the reasons why at the, at the level that you stated, what are the, what are the things that you're going to be able to put in place to actually ensure that you can't hit the ground running at 65,000 ants for year four? Because, Drilling and exploration is, is 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 one part of it, but in terms of infrastructure, in terms of all you know, people, quite frankly, all the other things that you're going to have to put in place to be able to you know deliver against that promise. Yeah, I mean, the really unique thing about our business model is we're not building a mill. Uh, we're you know we don't have that massive capex to outlay. Uh, we have no tailing storage, so it takes some, a lot of the environmental risk out of uh, the operation. Uh, as far as scaling up the sample plant that we have, like it can handle that larger production profile of 900 tons a day. It's a matter of adding another shift. And then our mining contractor is able to throttle with us as needed. And when we're ready to grow, they have the equipment and the manpower in place uh, in order to facilitate that. So it's uh, actually the scalability piece really comes down to that environmental assessment. And a lot of that is uh, based on in the indigenous, uh, you know, relationships and consultation that we'll be responsible for during the environmental assessment. And we feel like we've built a really good foundation with all the surrounding communities Uh, You don't get this far in the permitting process without uh, a lot of engagement with the Indigenous communities. And we're going to carry that momentum into our EA process um, and and continue being transparent and open with them with our business plan and and bringing them in early for their feedback. So that that is the game plan that's kind of always been from the start. And and we're going to continue driving forward and executing on that. Okay, so I guess from now on, it's going to be easy to judge you because it's either you're going to deliver each month or, or you're not. You're no longer, it's no longer the exploration game of having to put out high, high grade headlines only, although you will be doing that. Um, th- that's what we should judge you on. How many ounces get paid for each month? Nice and simple. Um, with, with the drilling component though, I, I, I get everything that you, you said, but you must have, again, set yourself some targets for the end of this year in terms of, what precisely you'll be reporting back to us in terms of not just meters drilled, et cetera, but how those meters drilled goes into the production, um, you know, profile. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we take a two pronged approach on our exploration. Uh, in the winter months, we're focused on the Siwash North where all our major resources are and where we're mining. It keeps us close to home. You don't have a bunch of costs of maintaining roads in the winter months. Uh, and it allows us to continue adding ounces and get a better understanding of our deposit. And then in the spring, summer, fall, we go out into our satellite deposits and, you know, we're either looking to develop more resources in the lake zone and the south zone, which we were able to finally delineate resources in. We also have the elusive zone where we hit that 300 gram plus uh, intercept. And we're still elephant hunting. We feel like there's an opportunity on this property to find a more bulk tonnage style target. 
and you know, the elusive West is a zone that we're going to be going into and shareholders are going to be learning about in the very near future. And there's also in the South central portion of our property, we have some interesting geology that we're just beginning to understand and we want to put the drill down there as well. So it's, uh, you know, I, I get that we're in production and a lot of people are going to, you know, try to put us in this box of you're a producer now and how much do you produce? But as you highlighted earlier, it's kind of a small production profile and that's not really the end game for the elk for us. We want to get to that larger production profile, but really during that four year process or three year process, sorry, uh, year four of the mine plan, we want to really show the scalability and that the elk isn't just a million out contained ounce resource. It's a multi-million ounce potential producer. And who knows what else we'll find in these other satellite zones. It's critical. You need that blue sky, right? I, I guess that, again, one, one of the points of getting to, because sometimes people feel that when they get into production, they've, they've kind of made it. And what, here, here what we're seeing is it'll produce enough money to kind of help you one, be non-diluted, but two, find those answers that you're going to need and maybe you've got a little bit of spare capital in your back pocket. Um, but the M&A component that you've also talked about in the past is a big part of the blue sky uh, to this, right? So I said this day one about you guys, slightly unconventional thinking and you know quite, quite aggressive and you've delivered and you've proved to me over the number of, of interviews that we've done each time that you were delivering and it became an easier story to, to, to like, right? But the, the M&A is tough. It gets right tough because what do you do? Do you go for something with a similar profile to what you've done here? Because you, you'll know what you're doing. There's a lot of competition out there. Um, well, there's also a lot of moose pasture out there. So what sort of, what sort of, again, profile of, um, company or asset would you be looking for or are you looking for at the moment? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I mean, we're a young management team who's relatively unheard of when we started with the Elk. So for us, it was really about executing, show that we're serious about building a producer. Um, now that we have executed, we are seeing a lot of inbound calls of people saying, you know, it's hard to find teams that want to actually build mines and, you know, want to actually drive companies forward. So we're, we're receiving those calls all the time. As far as what we're looking for, I mean, we're staying fairly open-minded on that. Uh, but we'd like something that has a path, like a clear path to get into cash flow and production. Uh, that's very important for us as well. We like Canada and North America as far as a jurisdiction for mining. It's close to home in this crazy COVID world. You know, we've been able to drive up to site. It's three and a half hours from our office. So that's definitely a component that we're taking a serious look at. But at the same time, there's groups from South America that have approached us. Uh, there's groups from overseas that have approached us. So we're, uh, we're kind of in a position right now where it's stick to our knitting, focus on the elk, make sure we're delivering on that piece but keep our open mind on what's coming next and uh, make sure it's the right fit for our shareholders and our management team so we can continue being successful and growing Gold Mountain. Okay, again, if you don't mind, um, when you get approached by companies, it's, so are these finance groups or these companies are cash constrained assets or what, 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 again, what are, who, are, who are they? It's a it's a real mixed bag, really. Like a lot of these projects are ready for development uh, and they're looking for a team to kind of jockey and push it forward. Uh, maybe they have a more exploration focused team that was focused on getting it the permits and getting it to a point where it's shovel ready. And now that it is shovel ready, they want to you know join forces with a team that's shown that they can put something together. 
some of these groups are already in production and they're looking at just consolidating ounces so that there's a larger production profile there. Uh, so more of a roll-up type strategy. Um, and then other groups are, you know, they're more sort of blue sky, early stage projects, uh, more finance focused groups that uh, are looking to kind of bolt something uh, like ours on. So you would get that quasi valuation of a producer uh, with a potential developer and, and maybe get like a, an accretive transaction uh, that would increase the, the total market cap of the two combined entities. So um, there's no sort of like one scripted group that's approaching us in a, a typecast uh, scenario. Uh, it's really been broad based. And, you know, we feel uh, very fortunate that people are starting to uh, you know, like what we're doing and developing here. And uh, we're just kind of taking it all in and, and, you know, vetting these opportunities really well, because we feel like we've built something special here, not only just with the elk, but also the structure of the company, you know, the, having not too, too many shares, still really flying under the radar, I think, especially from the institutional perspective. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of up opportunity for upside growth here. I mean, we're trading at 0 0.4, 0 0.45, uh, of uh, what a producer typically would be around 0.9 to, to one uh, of our valuation. So it, it's, it, it's something where we think, uh, we think there's definitely opportunity for growth. And, uh, but we want to make sure we're not just diluting and bringing in another asset for the sake of growing. It's got to be the right fit. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've been really focused on delivering to our shareholders. And that's something that's really going to be part of our recipe going forward. I was going to ask you, are you prepared to wait? It sounds like, yes, um, you are prepared to wait and not rush into things, these things. Because some, some, sometimes you are the hunter and sometimes you're the hunted, um, certainly in terms of these type of roll-up uh, situations. And people are trying to make the sum of the parts uh, you know, worth more, et cetera. It, it's, it's a very difficult environment. Do you think that this current goal of mine, you, you, you know, you're, you're more at the coalface than me, I suspect, but... Do you think this is the right environment to buy? Are there deals to be had, or are, would you be? Are people, you know, overpaying or people um, underpaying? I mean, what's, what's your what's your sense of the the market at the moment? I I, I still think there's really good value out there right now. I mean, I I don't think the precious, even though precious metals prices have increased here, I don't think you've seen that uh, excitement trickle over into the miners. I think there's a lot of opportunity for upside. I mean, with the precious metals prices going up, all of a sudden you're seeing these projects pop up where they weren't really developing and pushing them forward when it was a quieter market. Um, so, I mean, you're naturally going to see people looking to capitalize on the potential excitement that's coming, but there's still lots of really good quality projects out there. I think there's some good M&A that's going on. You're seeing some big transactions at the top. That's typically a sign that things are going to start trickling down, you know, to these, uh, we're still a junior company. So, you know, we, we, we think the market's going to catch up to what's going on. I think there's a lot of tailwinds in the precious metals prices right now. There's a lot of uncertainty going on in the world. And, uh, you know, People are going to need teams that can develop projects or people are going to want projects that are producing ounces and cash flow and take advantage of, uh, of what we've built at the Elk. So like you said, we're comfortable to sit back and wait for the right opportunity. We're, we're not in a panic here. The focus really right now is still execution at the Elk on both the production and uh, exploration side. Uh, but I guess the good news is the money will be a little bit easier to come by given what you've done in the last 12 months, I suspect. And the cost of that money as well will be more attractive. 
Yeah, absolutely. The uh, there's definitely interest in in raising capital. There's groups that weren't really uh, looking to participate before that are definitely showing a lot more interest. Um, but again, it's got to be the right fit uh, for the company and and the right timing um, with us bringing money in now, it puts us in a little bit different position in that we can be more selective when we raise capital, as opposed to when you're a developer and you need to keep pushing forward and building, you know, your hands are a little bit more tied when it comes to the financing discussion. So it's nice for some of that leverage to start coming back over to the gold mountain side. Okay. And like I said, at the start, when we first met each other, it's a young team, it's a small team, you're looking after your money. Um, now you've reached this stage, or will you be making additions to the team? Do you need to? Are you going to keep the keep the young, you know, slightly um, uh, ambitious and aggressive tone to this thing, or do you need to go back and get some, you know, some some a bit of grey hair in there? <laughs> uh, we're always looking for new talent to join our team. We've got a really strong board uh, that brings a lot of experience and is supporting us. Uh, but on the management side right now, we're, we're executing. Uh, I'm happy with the team, how they're performing right now. Uh, we have a few people around the project who have been consultants to date that you might see come in uh, into management and continue help us support. Now that the Elk's up and running, have that team focus on the Elk and maybe bring in some new blood to help us support on uh, growth strategy and anything else that uh, is coming down the pipeline for us. But no major change is expected in the near term. Do you think, because of the way that you've done things, and um, you know, been talking about it in the market, and been talking about it to institutions, been um, talking about it to your peers, do you think there's anything the industry can learn from the way you've gone about this? Because it's worked, right? You haven't fallen over anywhere. It, it's worked. Um, you, you've got you've got at it quicker um, than would traditionally have been th- thought. Um, do you think you kind of anything to teach uh, the industry? Uh, you know what? Being my first mining deal and uh, my first public deal, um, I'm not really in a position to say I'm a, a teacher at the moment. Um, all I'm trying to do is bring some new energy into the industry, show that there's maybe a potential different way to do this, take a more private equity sort of uh, bootstrap mentality to it. Um, and if people are liking what we're building here and, you know, want to join and participate, we'll be extremely flattered. Uh, but it, it really, for us, the focus is on execution right now. It's important that we don't get too full of ourselves and think we're world beaters because we've just delivered one, uh, load of ore down to new Afton. Uh, we got to put a, a bunch of months together and show that we're consistent and we can continue executing, um, but yeah, this, this model is unique. We've been criticized for that since the very beginning. And hopefully people are starting to see that there is some opportunity here and there's a potential different approach for sure. Okay. Good answer, by the way. Um, Kevin, why don't you, I'm going to ask, invite you to come back in on one of our um, Mind Builders panels. You can say that now. Um, and uh, secondly, maybe you come back into a slightly more technical um um, program of due diligence um, on the on the potential um, drill program and the, and the model that you're um, you're putting together there. Um, appreciate your time today. Uh, congrats on being able to set yourself a gold producer. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time today, and looking forward to coming back whenever you'd like to have us.